0: Welcome to the podcast. Let the prophet speak. Today we are studying Jeremiah, the prophet Yirmiyahu, chapter twenty-three B, the second half of chapter twenty-three. We will be studying from verse twenty-three until the end. In the last podcast, we did the first half of twenty of chapter twenty-three, and God through His prophet. Jeremiah described to us the difference between true and false prophets. True prophets tell the difficult truth, tell the truth that brings people back to God, that asks them and requests of them to do the difficult task of changing their evil ways and becoming better. Whereas false prophets are there to flatter people. They are about Khanifa, which we studied that term before, the flattery. Just saying what people want to hear, telling them that everything is fine, saying whatever will ingratiate them with other human beings. Now in today's uh, half, we're going to continue on that theme, we're going to take it to the next step. People that are out to flatter human beings with their speech, people that pose as prophets but say what people want to hear, those essentially are saying that they care more about people than they care about God. It is as if they are denying that God knows and understands and cares about what's going on on this world. If they truly, truly understood that God not only created this world but also cares about how we act and what we do upon this world, then they wouldn't care about what people say. They would care about what God says and what God wants. So let's begin with verse 23, which it really lays one of the most basic foundations of the Jewish religion and that is that not only do we believe that God is the creator of the heavens and the earth and the entire universe, but God actually knows and cares about what we do and how we behave. And the purpose of creating the world is in order for us to fulfill this mission and to live righteous lives. And therefore, God states as follows through his prophet in verse 23, Am I only a God for things that are close to me? Do I only see what's in my room, so to speak? What's in heaven? What's next to me, says God? But I am not a God for things that are distant from me. You, is that what you think? that I only care about the things that are close to me in heaven, but I don't care about the things that are on earth. Remember, Jeremiah has said several times, and we learned before that the representation of the temple on this world, according to Jeremiah, was to teach us that God is present in this world with us, in this actual physical world. He is not above us in such a way that he doesn't care what goes on down here. But rather, God says in verse 24, Do you think, do you really think that a person can say, so to speak, hide himself in a hiding place and do whatever he wants and I don't see him, says God? I, my presence fills both the heaven and the earth. My presence is everywhere. There is no hiding from me. This is an extremely important basic idea in the uh, the religion that Judaism is attempting to teach the world, that God is trying to teach the world through his prophets, that I care and I know what is going on everywhere. There is no realm within which I, God, do not exist. This is the message God is saying through his prophet. In verse 25, Shomati, I have heard, Asher Amru that which these false prophets, Hanavi, Bishmi, that are saying prophecies in my name, false prophecies in my name, as follows. Khalamti Khalamti, they're saying, I dreamed the a dream. They're standing there saying dreams that they dreamed, and these are false prophecies. Admosai Hayesh believe Hanaviim Nibeshakar. Until when? will they think in their hearts, those that are saying these false prophecies, how long will they think in their hearts that they can get away with this? How long will they think that they can go on with this falseness in their hearts? Those people who think that they can go ahead and have my people forget who I am, that they can keep on teaching their nonsense, and keep on leading the people astray and away from me to the point that people don't even remember who I am, the Chalom with their dreams, not my dreams, not the dreams that I gave them, but the dreams that they make up. That each person says to the other, remember the point that we made before, where people care more about what the other person thinks, than what God thinks, the things that they say one to the other, Kasher, in the same way that their forefathers forgotten my name when they worship the Baal, in the same way they're forgetting my name, even when they're using my name, God says. They might be speaking of God and they might be pretending to be dreaming of God. They're using that language, but they're actually only caring about what their neighbor says and what other people say about them the real prophet who actually has a dream, may he say his dream, but someone, I'm sorry, I read that wrong, he who has a dream of his own, go ahead, say that dream, however, the one who it's not a dream of his own, but it's my actual word with him, he will speak my word in truth, he will actually say the truth, no matter how difficult it is. It's not what what one person says to his friend in order to flatter his friend, in order to be one of the crowd, in order to be accepted by the other people. But rather he says the truth, no matter how difficult it is. How can you compare straw to grain? Straw and grain are both products that go from the ground, but straw is has... has, has has no value in the sense of eating it. It's just straw. The grain is the valuable thing. How can you compare something, that, like, like Rashi explains, heaven is the representative in this particular metaphor to sheker, to falseness, whereas grain is, is the representative of the truth. How can you compare the two? This the prophets who speak their own nonsense versus the prophets who speak my word. <inaudible> my words, God says, my words are harsh. My words are hard. My words are difficult. My words are a challenge. They are like fire, says God. They are like a hammer that smashes rock. My words are strong. When you listen to my words, you realize that you have to work. You have to be better. Therefore, I am going to who come against these false prophets, says God. Those who steal my words, who steal my language. Each man from the other. There's a lot of ways to understand what does this mean, they steal my words. Uh, Many of the commentaries understand it as follows. These prophets come, they speak the language of God. They might quote Scripture they quote verses they use the language as if they are religious leaders who speak the knowledge of God But in actuality they are stealing my language in order to speak a message Which I do not teach them which I do not want them to teach they use my words to give everyone false comfort and make everyone feel good about how they are, but they're not using my words to teach people the strong, harsh message that they actually need to be better, they actually need to change their ways. And in ni'anabiyin, al madonai, verse 31, I will come against these false prophets, says God. Those who they they use their own language, and they speak in such a way as if it was I that had spoken. These are the most tricky ones of all. They stand and look and appear like religious leaders, but in actuality, they are anything but. They are speaking their own messages, not the messages that I want them to speak. I will be against those that prophesy and speak dreams of falsehood, says God, and they speak these false dreams, and they fool and they trick and they mislead my nation with their falsehood and with their carelessness. I'm translating pachas as careless. Um, uh, pachas, Kamaim like water that flows. It just flows in whichever direction you aim it. This is Pachazusam, the Carolin says, I did not send these false prophets. I never commanded them anything. They do have no benefit for these people. They don't benefit. They don't help them. No, he Ma'adonai says, God, rather they lead them in the wrong direction. I will come against these people. And now God speaks to the prophet himself. He speaks to Jeremiah and he says, when these people come to you, and they ask you in a mocking way, and they say, "Because from you they always hear, they always hear problems, they always hear difficulties, they always hear a, a hard message." It's so much nicer for them to go to the other guy, the synagogue next door, because he's going to say something nice to them and make them feel good about themselves. That's what they want to hear. They don't want to hear your message. So to you, when this nation comes and asks you, Oh or or one of those prophets or priests comes to you, Laymar, and says, what burden, what big problem, what what burden is it that God wants from us today? Like, like they're making fun of you. They're all cause because you're always telling them something that's difficult. It's such a pain to listen to. So, mama so, what is the burden that God has for us? Is this what you're asking me? You should answer them. You're asking me what burden God has? If you think God's word is a burden, then what God says is, I am going to throw you off. You are going to be like the burden of God, and God's going to throw you off like a person that throws off a burden or a package. If this is how you're... God is trying to help you. God is trying to make you better. He wants to give you. He wants to save you. If you consider God's word a burden, then... This is what you deserve. You deserve to be cast away. And those prophets, those false prophets, and those priests, and the regular people, those who say, those who use such terminology to describe the word of God, they call it a burden. So I will punish that man and his family. I'll tell you how you're supposed to speak when you talk about God's my word, talk about God's word. When man talks to each other, you're supposed to say, Ma'ono, Adunai, what does God say? What does God teach? What does God answer us when we ask? Uma di What is this word of God? This is what you're supposed to ask. And then you'll find out from me, and I'll tell you what I've been telling you the whole time. Be kind, be just do not oppress your fellow. Take care of the orphan and the widow. These are the words of God, not the burden of God. Um, this is verse 36. But do never, do, never should you mention, well, again, that terminology, what is the burden of God. Because the word burden is a word that people use when they talk to each other. When they say, "What kind of a, that guy is such a pain? He is so difficult," or "This boss, he's asking me to do so much," that's how you refer to it when one person asks another person to do something that's not right. But that's not how you speak when you're discussing what God asks of you. You are turning upside down the words of the living God. You're taking the words of the living God and you're turning them upside down and treating them as if. They are of the same level as a burden that another person places upon you. The living God, Adonai Tzvos, Eloheinu, the Lord God, the Lord of hosts, who is our God. How can you take his words and treat them the same way you would treat the words of a human being? Ko This is what you should say to that false prophet when he asks you, um, uh, I'm sorry, this is how you should speak to the real prophet. Kotomar, this is a direction to the people. This is how you should speak to the prophet when you want to know the teaching. What is it that God has answered you when you prayed to him? What is the word of God? How, what do we need to do? How should we listen? What is it that God is teaching us? This is how you approach the prophet. You don't approach the prophet by asking him, what is the latest burden of God with a sneer and a laugh? but if you persist in speaking of God this way and speaking of God's word as a burden there. if that's how you act then the result will be that so God will say because you speak this way and you speak of a burden of God despite the fact that I have told you not to speak this way as a burden therefore because you're ignoring me, because you're not listening to me, because you're still using that terminology of a burden and treating my words as if they are a burden. Therefore, Henani, behold, uh, this is verse thirty-nine. So I will throw you away, like like a burden. I will eject you. I will throw you away completely. I will um, toss you via and I'll and the city Asher notati the the city that I gave you and your forefathers, May and I, I will throw it away, I will cast it away from before me. And I will place upon you eternal shame, and eternal humiliation, such humiliation that will never be forgotten. This is the end of chapter 23. Thank you so much for studying chapter 23 of Jeremiah together. Looking forward to studying chapter 24 and of course the rest of the book of Jeremiah together.